Let's go to the word. Um, we're going to start in Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. This is a story in the Bible that I, um, I love this story, especially as a, as, a, as, a, as a worship leader, as a person that's been a part of the praise team virtually um, in my adult life, all my life. And uh, I grew up singing in the choir and, and um, started playing um, in my late teens. And, um, and so worship has always been dear to my heart. So this, this, little, this story here in the Bible that takes place in Luke um, is by far one of the greatest, greatest examples of worship that takes place. It's one of the, the greatest worship stories that takes place. And um, so we're going we're gonna to talk about this this morning. So we're going to start. I'm going to be reading from the uh, NIV, the, uh, the NIV version. And um, we're going to start Luke chapter verse 7, verse 48. It reads, Then Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. And we jump down to verse 50. It says, Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Hallelujah. So from that, I'm going to pull a, a subject this morning. We're going to talk this morning. Um, lessons from a worshiper. So we're in this store and we're going to talk about this, this magnificent woman, uh, this magnificent worshiper this morning. So uh, this story, let me talk about where it's taking place. It's taking place in a city of, of Galilee. It's Jesus is... Um, about a year before he was to take it to, before he was to go to the cross, so he was about 32 years old, and Jesus was, um, you know, at the beginning, still at the beginning of his public ministry, where he was, uh, you know, uh, you know, the healings were taking place, and the 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 uh, all the miracles that we heard about were were taking place at this time, and so uh, Jesus was gaining in popularity, and so. This story, uh, um, this, is, this story of this woman um, is often confused with another story that took place the, the week, around the week of his, his burial where another woman uh, uh, named Mary of Bethany, where she anointed Jesus. But this is not that story. This is a different one, okay? This one is, the, that story was found in Matthew and, and Mark and John. This story is in Luke. Luke, the seventh chapter, 38th, around about the 38th verse. So let me introduce the cast. That's what a narrator does. He's going to also introduce the cast of the story, all right? So the first person, the, 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 the star of the show of this story is a man named Jesus. Do you guys know a man named Jesus? All right. So I'm, I'm going to save that. I'm not going to go into detail about Jesus. Um, another character was a woman. Uh, this woman, they didn't give her a name in the story. They just call it a certain woman or a woman. And I'm going to, this morning, we're going to call her no name Natasha. Is that all right? Natasha, can we, can we all go with Natasha? Yeah. Everybody knows somebody named or heard of somebody named Natasha this morning? Yeah. So, so we got Jesus and we got Natasha, this woman, this certain woman, this woman that we're going to, uh, they're going to, the scripture's going to describe her as a sinner woman, a woman of the town. Is that all right? And so, uh, so Natasha, now if you think about most of you guys watch a good drama or you watch a good movie, uh, you know, how many of you guys, guys like a good underdog story? You guys watch a, a good movie where there's somebody's the underdog and they come back 
So Natasha is the underdog in this story. Is that all right? So uh, you guys might know a few under, underdogs. The uh, Philadelphia Eagles was the underdog in the Super Bowl, right? Came back and got that, right? Um, the um, Rocky, y'all remember Rocky? All right, I love a good underdog story. Uh, Cinderella, Cinderella was the least likely to be chosen. She was the underdog, right? Um, the Karate Kid, anybody, that's one of my favorite movies. You guys ever watch The Karate Kid? The Karate Kid, Miyake. Um, Forrest Gump, y'all remember Forrest Gump? All right, Forrest Gump was, the, mama always said life is like a box of you never know what you're going to get. Forrest Gump was an underdog. And David, David versus Goliath, all right? David was, had no chance of beating Goliath. He was the underdog, all right? The Houston Rockets going up against the Golden State Warriors are the underdog. I heard some conversation in the bathroom this morning about the Houston Rockets and the, uh, the Warriors. And uh, yes, they're the underdog. So who doesn't love... A good underdog story. So Natasha, in this story, she was the underdog, all right? So also, most stories that you watch on TV or where there's an underdog story, there's also somebody who's the, like the enemy or the, the antagonist, all right? And so the, there's a, 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 we're going to read about a person who's identified as the Pharisee, all right? And his actual name is Simon. Simon is our antagonist in this story. He's someone who actively opposes or is hostile uh, to, to, our, um, to Natasha, all right? Does it make sense? So you, we got Natasha, who's the underdog. You got Simon, who's the, the, this hostile character, who's this, um, this antagonist. And then we got some other guests who are going to be in this story, all right? They're, they don't have a major role, but they're there. They actually, uh, uh, their role is significant because they're going to be condemning in nature. They're almost going to be like the Pharisee. They're, they're almost like Simon, um, and they're present in the story, all right? So some of the people that, that were there, they were friends of Simon. Um, some came to sit at, fees, at Jesus' feet, and some just came to eat. So, so, so we have Jesus, we got Natasha, we got Simon, and we got all the other guests. Are y'all with me so far? So, so we got, we, we're in, we're, we're, we got this setting, and let's, let's just look and see what happens, all right? Let's start at Luke, the seventh chapter, and now we're going to start at the 36th verse. I'm in the NIV, and it reads, when one of the Pharisees, and we already said that the Pharisee's name was Simon, when one of the Pharisees, Simon, invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. He went to the Pharisee's house and, he, and reclined at the table. And a woman, this is our woman, uh, Natasha, no, no name Natasha. A woman in that town who lived a what life? Sinful life. She learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. I don't know, you know, you know, back then, um, uh, you know, he, Simon must have uh, posted on Facebook, Jesus going to come over today, um, you know, and so uh, Natasha happened to see it on Facebook, you know, I'm sure that, that you know, uh, uh, Simon was, was, was taking selfies and groupies with Jesus, and, and now this woman of the town, this sinful woman now knew where Jesus was, and so this woman 
who was not on the invitation list, she decided that she was going to show up at Simon's house. And so she says, so she came there with what? An alabaster jar of perfume. So the first thing I want to say this morning, and here's the first lesson, is that she showed up. Somebody tell your neighbor she showed up. Put that on the screen. She showed up. That's the first thing, is that she showed up. So, so she had heard about Jesus, this man Jesus, that um, was having, you know, by this time, some of the miracles that she'd heard about, she'd heard about the raising of the widow's son uh, at the funeral procession where there was a funeral taking place and, and Jesus was coming into town and they were marching out of town and Jesus stopped this funeral procession and he touched the coffin, which was highly illegal at that time, and he raised this dead, this woman's son from the dead. All right, so Natasha, she had heard about that, and, and that was in her mind. And, and she had heard about Jesus healing the, the lame man's hand, the man that didn't have a, uh, a hand, and she had heard about that. And by this time, she had heard about Jesus cleansing the leopards, and by this time, she had heard about uh, uh, Peter's mother-in-law that was healed and, and by this time she had heard about the story y'all remember the story about the, um, the man that was paralyzed and uh, Jesus was in, was in this house and he was teaching and there was lots of people in there and, and um, they couldn't get in through the door because it was packed so they found a way and they got up on the what? the roof and they tore a hole in the roof and they let the paralyzed man down in, in there and Jesus, Jesus the first thing he did now, previously, he had been healing folk, but this time he did something different. He spoke to this man. The first thing he said to this man, this was uh, Luke, the, the fifth chapter, the 20th verse. He told him, man, your sins are forgiven. So look at this. Previously, he had been healing folk, miracles, but this for the first time, it was recorded where he, where he forgave somebody's sin. And so the first thing before he healed him, he told him, your sins are forgiven. And then he said, arise, take up your bed and go home. So Natasha had heard about this healing, but also that this Jesus had the power to forgive. So the rumors had spread around about this miracle worker that he also forgave, that he also, you know, that he also forgave, which was something that was characterized as God. God was the only one that was known to forgive. And here was Jesus uh, forgiving people. So Natasha, uninvited, not on the guest list, heard about it on Facebook, she just showed up. Somebody say, show up. So that's the first lesson we learned is that, that, that this woman showed up. So she didn't fully have a, a, a plan of what she was going to do that day. But, and, she, and she certainly wasn't on the program. She wasn't part of the leadership at that, at that place. But she just came and she just showed up uh, because there was something that she needed that day. There was something that she was going to do. And the scripture says there in verse 37 that she came, she brought something. Somebody tell your neighbor she brought something. She brought something. This alabaster bar, this alabaster jar of perfume was something that was expensive. It was something that she worked for. It was something that was dear to her. It was something that was special. It was something that cost her quite a bit of her, uh, of her time and money to earn. All right? So it was significant of something that was precious. And she brought something. So uh, now, 
Let's think about this for a second. She knew where to go, and she came to this man's house. Now, let me just make this very clear. This was a woman of the town. And so you best believe when she showed up that those other guys, those other men and Simon were there. They were not happy to see her come through the door. Am I right about that? All right. When nobody trying to say, Natasha, what's up? It wasn't that kind of party. All right. It was nobody that was there that was wanting to give her the right hand of fellowship. No, Natasha came and this was risky. This was a risky ordeal just to show up at this house on this day. All right. And so Natasha came anyway and she brought this jar of oil. And so you best believe those those guys were standing around and, you know, they really couldn't say this in front of Jesus. But you can imagine they was like, did you invite her? I didn't invite her. Who, who, who invited her? And so, uh, you know, I can imagine one of the other guys was like, I told you not to put this on Facebook. And so Natasha showed up anyway. And so, and she showed up in the presence, although it was risky. She knew she was going to face judgment. She knew there was going to be criticism and opposition. And she knew that she was going to face rejection from the people that was there. But this was her opportunity. This was her chance to show up. And she was not concerned about Simon or the others. She came to see who? I came to see Jesus this morning. So let's go to verse 38. And so it reads, as she stood, as she stood behind him at his feet, as she stood behind him at his feet. I need a, a, a man to come up this ramp and help me out. All right. Uh, right here. Okay, come here, Brother Ed. Come here, Brother Ed. Amen. Amen. Hey, Brother Ed, come stand right here for me. All right. So as she stood behind him, Teresa, where are you? Teresa's going to be Natasha. Is that okay? So imagine this. So uh, you guys saw the picture of the, uh, the illustration earlier. And so you got, you got Simon, the Pharisee. He's the one that, that invited Jesus to the house to eat. And this is the woman that showed up and won nobody happy to see this woman. Am I right? All right. She wasn't invited. She came on her own. And it says, as she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then it says, then she wiped them with her hair. And the last thing it says that it that she kissed them and poured perfume on them. So here's the this, this second lesson we want to take from her is that she had perfect posture. She had perfect posture. Look at this. She came in. She stood at Jesus's feet. Okay. So the way that Jesus pretty much had his back to the door, she came in at the door and Jesus laying there and, and the other people could see this woman of the town came, come in and she came in and she stood at his feet. The next thing it says is that she began to wet his feet with her, with her tears. So she was producing enough moisture from her, uh, from her eyes in order to be able to wet, her, wet his feet. And then it says, then she wiped them with her hair. And it says that she kissed them with and she poured perfume on them. So 
when she came in, the first thing she did was she made a beeline to Jesus. You know, she didn't. She came in and she, you know she didn't say, you know, hey uh, uh, Simon, what's up? Oh, this your your curtains are beautiful. Who your decor? No, she came in and she made a beeline to Jesus. She was she was focused and she was trying to get to Jesus. Now, when she came in, when she first came in, she started high. She came in and she was standing. I want you to watch the the progression here. She came in standing. She was pouring out and tears from her eyes. And then it says that, then it says that, it says that she, uh, she wiped his head, wiped his feet with her hair. So in order to, in order to use her hair to, to dry his feet, now she had to go from standing to what? Kneeling. All right. So watch this. This woman was bad posture. Look at the posture. Came in standing. Now she's kneeling. But the next step. The next step, she, now she, she came in standing, now she's kneeling to, 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 to dry his feet. But in order to kiss his feet, somebody said she had to go a little lower. She had to go a little lower. So this woman came in and her posture said everything. This was the greatest, one of the greatest acts of worship ever recorded in the 66 books of the Bible. All right, so, so she started out standing, now she's kneeling, and now she's laying because she's kissing his feet. While everybody there was, all, while all the other people, Simon and his boys, while they were trying to get in a picture with Jesus, she was trying to get to his feet. While everybody else that was there was trying to be in the know and trying to raise their status on Facebook and trying to be known on Instagram and trying to get in the next selfie, this woman was trying to get to his feet. Listen to this. Let's talk about... Let's talk about the feet for a second. Let's talk about the feet for a second. How many of y'all have ever, just in the natural, forget about the spiritual for a second. In the natural, how many of you guys have ever benefited from a foot massage? Come on, raise your hand. Oh, there's not enough hands raised. How many of you guys have ever benefited from a foot massage? All right. And, 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 um, or a, a foot bath, all right? So let's talk about the natural for a second. The feet, it is believed that caring for and nurturing the feet or a foot massage and a good foot bath, watch this, all right? Some of y'all are going to go home today going to get a foot bath. Can bring health and well-being to the limbs and the organs. Did you hear that? So we're talking in the natural. Let's, we'll come back to the spiritual. In the natural, the health that comes to the limbs of your body from a foot massage or from a foot bath. And it says there are even pressure points on the bottom of the feet that relieve muscles stress and muscle tension and 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 also mental tension that's released from a good foot massage those pressure points on the bottom of the feet and it says that it alleviates stress and watch this all right it increases the white blood cell activity this is in the natural it says that there are even nerve endings that run to virtually every part of the body that are attached to the feet. So this woman came in and her strategy was not to get in and come and shake Jesus' hand with a firm handshake. She wasn't there to show Jesus how pretty she was. She came with a purpose in mind, but she started at his what? At his feet. Somebody lift your voice this morning and say that the highest place of worship is at Christ's feet. So this next point this morning says 
She gave of herself. She gave of herself. Stay on verse 38 right there. It says, as she stood behind him. It says, as she stood behind him. As she stood behind him, uh, behind at his feet, weeping. It says that she began to wet his feet with, his, with her tears. It says, then she wiped them with her hair. Let me go back for a second. So this woman came in, Natasha. Says she came in weeping. I tried to figure out how much, how much tears would have to come out of your eyes in order to wash somebody's feet. Now, y'all, this was, this was over 2,000 years ago. This was, in, this was in Galilee. They didn't have these beautiful streets we have here in Houston with an occasional pothole. No, this was dirt roads that Jesus was walking. And this is not baby Jesus. This is grown man Jesus. And so this woman produced enough tears to wash Jesus' feet. So this is, we're talking about this, that ugly cry. Come on, I'm talking about that ugly cry, that sobbing, that weeping, where she produced enough tears to wipe Jesus' feet. This was representative of a, of a woman who had a change of heart, of a, of a woman with a repentant spirit. This was representative evidence of a woman who was broken. Somebody say broken. She was broken. Every now and then we ought to be broken. Listen, listen, I don't know, I'm, I'll say this. You know, every now and then, when you come into the presence of God, I'm going to say this correctly. Every now and then, when you come into the presence of God, there ought to be a brokenness that ought to produce some tears. You know, you know, if you've been saved 20 years and, and it's been a long time since you cried out, it's been a long time since you've been in his presence and God really came in and, and wrenched you and, and, and cleansed you. This woman came in and produced enough tears because of her heart and because of her brokenness to wash his feet. But then it goes on. This girl was bad. Says that then she wiped them with her hair. Ooh. All right. She wiped them with her hair. See, I don't know if she had uh, um, a straight hair, a bob cut. I don't know if she, maybe, I'm thinking she had micros, you know. The day before, she had went to the Africans and she sat in the chair and they, they, they braided her up, you know what I mean? You know, sometimes two ladies aren't working on her hair at one time. Sometimes even a third lady. And for six hours, they braid your hair. See, yesterday she paid $250 to get her hair done, plus the two packs of hair. But today... She's at Jesus' feet, and she didn't, she didn't think nothing of it to pull those things out of her hair and get down and to dry his feet. She could have said, uh, she could have said, Simon, hey, bro, can you get me, a, can you get me some water? I'm going to wash Jesus' feet. Simon wasn't trying to hear that, was he? She could have said, Simon, hey, can you get me a towel? I, wanna, I need to dry Jesus. Simon wasn't trying to hear that. So this woman made up her mind that she was going to use what she had. She, she gave of herself hallelujah she gave of her of herself but then it says that she now i already said this was grown man jesus this was galilee where it was dusty this woman on her knees after she had washed the feet after she had dried the feet 
she now took her lips and she kissed the feet of Jesus. <sighs> Standing, kneeling, laying, crying, wiping with her hair, and now kissing his feet. This was a great example of worship. So her, her tears substituted for the water that, that Simon wouldn't get for her. Her hair substituted for the towel that she forgot to bring. And so this woman made a decision, I'll pour out my love all over you. We sing that song in the praise team. I'll pour my love, I'll pour my love all over you. And this woman brought with her this jar, this alabaster jar of oil. This was the good stuff, y'all. This was the good stuff. And she took that oil and she anointed the feet of Christ. This was her sacrifice. She had just read, she had only read about it on Facebook and she didn't have time to grab everything, but she made sure she grabbed what was most important, what was going to cost her something. And she left and she came and she used the oil on Jesus' feet. The next verse, right there, right there. It says, when the Pharisees, when the Pharisee who had invited him, that's, that's uh, Simon right here. When the Pharisee that had invited him, he said to himself, when he saw this woman, when he saw this woman here, and Jesus at this time still hadn't made eye, con eye contact with the woman. Simon, now I want you to catch this. It says, he said this to himself, right? Is that what it says? It says, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself. He didn't say this out loud, right? This is in his head. This is what he said. He said, if this man, talking about who? Jesus, right? If this man was a prophet, he would know that Natasha, that's Natasha. Don't nobody want to even be with Natasha if this man was a prophet, everybody was trying to trap Jesus, remember that? And so if this man was a true prophet, is what he really saying, he surely should have known that Nat that's Natasha. Don't nobody want to be seen with Natasha. Now listen, it's a lot of people wanted to be with Natasha, but they didn't want to be seen with Natasha. Y'all with me? All right. So, so this man said, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is. She's a woman on the streets. She's a woman that hang out all times of night. She's a woman that has been, she was just with Johnny last week and she, the, the week before that, she was with Luke, all right? So this was that kind of woman. And so Simon, Simon, he was like, hold on, hold on, cuz. I know if you was a true prophet, you can discern what manner, what kind of woman this is. So Jesus, now he said all this where? In his head. He didn't say it out loud. Go to the next verse. But Jesus answered him out loud. All right? Now watch this. For, the, for this next, for this, for this conversation, Jesus is facing the antagonist right here. All right? And the woman is still behind him. He said, Jesus answered him, Simon, I got something to say to you. I got something to tell you. So Simon's like, tell me, what's up? Next string. So Jesus, of course, he always speaks in parables. He says, two people owed money to the, they both had student loans. And one 
owed $500,000 and the other only owed $50,000 in student loans. And neither one of them could pay, so the, the, the creditor forgave them both. Now, which of them will love him more? So Simon thought about it next stream. Simon replied, I suppose, I, I guess, I guess, the one who had a student loan of 500000 would, 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 would be the happiest and would be the most grateful because he had the bigger debt that was forgiven. Are you with me? And so Jesus said, you have judged correctly. All right, go to the next screen. So that whole conversation, he, he really just, he just read Simon's mail, right? Is that what just happened? He just got in Simon's business because Simon was thinking all this stuff in his head. Simon was a Pharisee. A Pharisee is a person that, that always compares themselves to other men. They don't measure themselves against God. They measure themselves against other men, and they think they're better than everybody else. You know somebody who thinks they're better than everybody else. That's what Simon was. So, so Jesus, <laughs> Jesus uh, uh, read his mail. He, he basically spoke this parable, and, but then he did something he did something that just is amazing. All along, Natasha back there, she done worship, she done messed up her hair, she done uh, dripped tears, she done did all this stuff, and she's still on the ground. So Jesus, he did this thing right here. It says, then he turned towards the woman. I don't think you caught that. So they had just had this long dialogue, Jesus and Simon, and this woman, she has worshipped him at his feet. It says that then he turned towards the woman. Now, watch this. He turned to the woman, but he's now talking to Simon. So he, he turned from this man, the Pharisee, to this woman, Natasha. He turned from this man, Simon, who discussed him at this moment, to the woman who came and brought this precious oil. He turned away from this man who uh, rejected this woman. He turned to this woman who brought her very best. He, so this worship, this worship, this precious worship has the power to turn Jesus towards you. Some of you guys are trying to get Christ's attention worship sincere worship is what's going to attract him so Jesus will turn away from this man to this woman this no-name woman now so now he's looking at this woman and so Jesus is talking to Simon but he's looking at the woman and he says Simon do you see this woman say yeah he says I came into your house it says, you didn't give me any water for my feet. Now, it was a tradition at that time that when a person comes into your house, that you're going to give them water to wash their feet. That was the tradition. Almost like when I come in, if I take off my coat, you're supposed to take that coat and put it up for me. So he didn't even do what was customary at that time. Uh, it says that I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet. But this woman, but this worshiper, she wet my feet with her what? and wipe them with her hair. Come on, come on, go to the next screen. And, and then he's still facing the woman, and he said, you, Simon, did not give me a kiss. Now, it was customary at that time when a, when, uh, to greet thy brother with a holy kiss, am I right? 
And so he said, you didn't even give me a kiss, but this worshiper, from the time she came in the door, from the time she got dropped off by Uber, she came in and she came in and she hasn't stopped kissing my feet. This woman, this woman hasn't stopped kissing my feet. And then he says, Simon, you did not put oil on my head. Now it was customary that a king, he is anointed with oil. But he says, but this woman, she brought this oil that she worked all day for. This oil that represented her very best. This oil that could have paid her rent for the month. She brought this oil and she, per she poured perfume on my feet. The worshiper. This worshiper. Go one more string. My fourth lesson from this woman, from this worshiper. Her worship went beyond customary. It was extraordinary. If you can write that down. Her worship... It went beyond customary. She didn't do the customary. She didn't kiss his feet. She didn't uh, bring any water out to wash his feet. Those were the things that were customary. She didn't, he, uh, sorry, he didn't, excuse me. Uh, Simon didn't wash, didn't provide the water. Simon didn't uh, uh, provide the, uh, do the kiss, the customary. And Simon didn't anoint him, which was customary for what a king would happen. But this woman went beyond what was customary and she did what was extraordinary. So it says, this, this, this level of worship, this, this was no ordinary encounter. This was no ordinary. This, this story uh, I, I reminds me, there was the, the woman with the issue of blood. She, she, she needed a healing from Christ. She, she, know, she saw he was in town. There's a bunch of people around uh, Jesus. And, and he was, you know, this Bible says that uh, he was, he was uh, walking in this crowd and it was just tight packed. And so, you know, there were a lot of people that encountered Jesus that day. Some touched him by accident. Some of them, it was an incidental touch. But that woman with the issue of blood, she, that was an intentional touch. This woman that came to worship Jesus, you know, she came that day. She didn't have a plan. She wasn't on program. She didn't have a praise team to say, come on and clap your hands. She didn't have nobody to say, come on and lift those hands and worship your God today. She didn't have anybody to say, come on and clap your hands. None of that. This was all spontaneous. I mean, you know, you know it was spontaneous. She, if she knew she was going to wash his feet, she should have brought, she would have brought the water and she would have brought a towel. But she didn't come prepared. She just know I'm going to get there. Let me grab this oil. I'm, I'm, I'm taking this oil. I'm going to sacrifice it all. This was an intentional act and this, this encounter would, would go down as one of the greatest, the greatest worship moments in history that was ever recorded. And so let's go to verse 48. I'm going to finish right here. Luke 7, verse 48. It says, then Jesus said to her. Now, this is the first time in this drama, in this theater, that Jesus actually addressed the woman. All this time, he was talking to Simon. He was disgusted with Simon. Then he faced the woman, still wasn't talking to her. He was still talking to Simon. But now Jesus spoke directly to the woman. And so now we know, because Jesus is, is here to meet your need. He's a need meter. And so Jesus said to her, 
Your sins are forgiven. That's why she came. That's why she came. That's why she cried. That's why she used her hair. That's why she kneeled. That's why she bowed. That's why she kissed. Because she came with a repentant heart and she was wanting to be forgiven. And then Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Mm. Well, what did faith enter in? Listen, she took a lot of chances this day. She didn't know whether she was going to get stoned. She didn't know if uh, somebody was going to call her out. She didn't know who she was going to encounter. She didn't know if she was going to re face rejection from Jesus. She didn't know. Her, her pulling her hair down in that day and time, just being out in public and wearing your hair down, that was, that was a disrespect. That was, that was a private thing. When you with your boo thing, your husband, you, you, you could take your hair down, but not in public. Not in front of Jesus. Not in front of all these dudes. She took a chance. Your faith has saved you. But here's what she needed the most. Jesus told her, go in peace. 